New territory again for the N10 uh, Puck Talk podcast. We are not recording on a Saturday for the first time in a while. Uh, this is a Monday night podcast. Uh, Joe and Flager are home from work. So they're a bit tired, but they're willing to do the podcast. So uh, uh, thanks for doing that. And yeah, it's TV Flags and Joe back for N10. What's going on, boys? Yeah, I apologize for that. That was kind of my fault that we didn't record on Saturday. I gave you guys the last minute notice that I would be at Oktoberfest Friday through till Sunday morning. Uh, I had a fun time there, but we missed the podcast this week, which kind of sucked. But it's coming out now, so that's all that matters. Yeah, as long as we get this puppy out, man, like we're good to go. <laughs> I am not that tired, man. We got it's actually voting day here in Canada for yes, a federal sir. election. Yep. So after this, I gotta go vote. Don't know who I'm voting that. for yet. We'll probably flip a coin between the two <laughs> leading parties, to be honest. But Dude, yeah. between conservative and liberal. Probably two yeah. opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, but maybe I'll do best two out of three to get the one I actually want. I can okay, tell yes. you one thing: I am not voting conservative. Nothing against them. But I just I'm no. Not, I know I'm a lot of people that aren't actually. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, voting day is here on Monday. Uh, Leafs games in a while, so I'll be watching that after. And yeah, so a Leafs lot had of stuff a big to go win. through. Leafs had a big yeah, win. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, people are kind of over overhyping it, but whatever. I mean, it's just no, a, dude. Boston's been the best team in the one of the best teams in the NHL this year. That was a huge I guess. win for them. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a, like, it's they a didn't, win. They didn't play good. I heard. I didn't watch the game because I was at Oktoberfest, but I heard that they didn't play great. Freddie yep. Anderson, I heard, like kept them in the game the whole time, but yep. they still got the the victory. That's all that matters at the end of the day. I mean the what the why why I'm saying is it's overhyped because like, I mean like, they didn't play their best first of all in the second and third period, and then. People are overhyping, saying like, "Oh man, like it's it was a massive statement game. It was a statement game." Yeah. I mean, it's like the yeah. There's the no season. statement Relax. games in October. I mean, like You're it's right. maybe a statement game for Babcock to be stop being an idiot and shuffle lines around. But yeah, he uh, finally didn't he finally put Matthews and Marner together, and then yeah, Matthews kind played of. like dog shit. I heard. Yeah. Matthews he played, really played horrid. Yeah. That was his worst like, game all season. Yeah. From what I've heard, like, like I said, yeah. I didn't watch the game at all, so. Well, even like, like Toronto media was saying like that was probably his by far worst game of the season. So that's why they're like, yeah, you know what like, sucks since he didn't now? play bad. Like Babcock won't play them again together. I was just <laughs> gonna say that Babcock thinks he's a genius, and he looked like a genius that night because he was yeah, even though so I could have done that like together, three years man. ago. Yeah. Yo, well, speaking of the actually centerman, Austin Matthews is obviously a center, but another center is going down for the Leafs. Uh, John Tavares is injured with a broken thumb. He'll be at least out for two weeks. Uh, that's not good news for the Leafs, especially with a first-year player on their team, Alexander Kerfoot, stepping into Devara's role uh, with Mitch Marner and Trevor Moore and Ilya Mikhaev either rotating on that first line. So not very good news there for the Leafs. Some big asses stepping in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you heard that? <laughs> yeah. Mike Bab um, basically said that some of the lower-end Leaf centers have some big asses. That's why he likes playing them, something like that. Uh, I found that pretty funny. If you really read into that, he's kind of staring at them, but that's a federal offense, so we're not going to talk about pedophilia. that right now. We don't yeah. talk about pedophilia on our podcast. Exactly. Yeah, that's away from podcast. Um, yeah, some other illegal stuff is uh, Valentin Zaykov of the Golden Knights was suspended 20 games uh, for PED. Uh, he's a first-year player on their – no, actually – yeah, first-year player on the Golden Knights because I think he was bounced around from Carolina and Edmonton last year. 
So, I mean, he's not a huge player for their team. He doesn't make a big impact. I don't even think he has a point this year, but so that's obviously horrible news. To be fully honest, I don't even think I've ever heard of his name before this news came out. Yeah. So, obviously, and, uh, the PEDs are not working for him. No. Clearly like, this not, guy, no. This guy's out of the league 100% <laughs> after the suspension. He's like, going to Russia. Yeah, he's already terrible <laughs> to begin with. And then the guy thinks he's being like amazing by using steroids and PEDs. And then the guy's still on the fourth line. Like, something's not working there, bud. Yeah. <laughs> he did the exact same thing uh, Schmidt did. Uh, last year at the beginning of the season, so a pair of Golden Knights are using PEDs once again. Not very good. Uh, a lot of speculation in Vegas, whatever stays in Vegas, whatever that saying is. Uh, there's a lot of things going on around there. Maybe they're going out too late. I don't know what the details are on that, but another Golden Knights player suspended over 20 games for PEDs. Right now, we're going to go to a kind of a surprise signing in, during the season, like the season obviously just started a few weeks ago, but this was kind of a surprise to many. Nico Heischer of the New Jersey Devils, who was the first overall pick in 2017, signs a seven-year, $7.25 million per year extension with the Devils. Um, this is, <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking with this deal. I don't, I don't know if they're going to think that they got a steal, if he's going to grow into the player they think he'll be, or they're going to... Or he's just going to fall apart, possibly, and this will look like a terrible deal. But I don't know, what, what what do you guys think about this one? I was shocked. Like, it was completely out of nowhere. They didn't have to get him signed until the end of the season. Um, I mean, until, like, next season. Um, but I don't know. It was just kind of random to me. And, like, it seems like a lot. Like, he hasn't really proven himself yet, in my opinion. He only has, like, 100 points. I, th- I think 100 points in two years of experience now. Uh, and by the way, after he signed that deal, he was also injured. He was ruled yep. out for that, that Saturday night game. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, yeah, it was, or it was random. Uh, no, that's all I it was It was very random. As we mentioned before the podcast about the quote from Carlo Kaliakovo on uh, First Up here in Toronto, TSN 1050, he said that he's kind of mad at the GMs and uh, hockey ops of the, each team kind of paying players for what they're going to be instead of what they should be paid uh, at today's day. It's kind of weird because Keller did that. He kind of signed the same deal as Nico Heischer, seven mil, around seven mil for seven years as well. That's kind of weird because both players have not been great the last years and they're go- I, I assume the players will be good in a few years. So it's weird to say why these contracts are being given out because the players aren't doing good as right, right now. But I think Nuka Heischer will settle into that deal well in a few years because he is a great two-way center in this league. And he's very young as well. He's my age. He's me and Flager's age. So kudos on him to that. But he's going to stay more consistent in that Devils lineup. And this contract will kind of affect what Taylor Hall's contract will look like if he does sign with the Devils because he is a free agent at the end of the year. Speaking of contracts, we got a veteran of many NHL games and many playoff games, Brian Boyle has signed a one-year deal with the Florida Panthers. So this contract is, I think it's under under a million. So it, it's good for the Panthers. He actually had a decent year last year. He had like 18 goals as like a fourth liner, which is very good. He still got some gas left in the tank. I think the Panthers wanted to do this to bring in some more leadership elements because they have a very young team mm-hmm. and not too, too many veterans after like Luongo retiring and 
things like that. So I, I think they want to bring in some veteran presence. A guy who's played a ton of postseason games to kind of get them into that mentality to get into the postseason. So I think it's a good deal for the Panthers. He's One thing I, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to say he's a very big guy too. He's yeah. 6'6". He's like almost 250, I think. Um, so that's bringing some size to the Panthers team. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I agree with Joe. It's more to bring experience into that locker room, I think, than anything. Uh, more reasoning on this for my side of things. I think it also is for leadership qualities that Brian Boyle brings to the team, but it's also at center. Um, Barkov was day-to-day not too long, I think, for the past two days after he left the game on Saturday night. And Vincent Trocek is also day-to-day right now. So the center core for the Florida Panthers right now is kind of beaten up and injured. So maybe that's why they kind of contacted Brian Boyle and said, hey, we need you. We need you to play center, not top-line minutes. But in case one of these guys goes down for another long-term injury, you're going to need to step up in our situation here in Florida to get to the playoffs because a lot of people expected them to get out of the Eastern Conference and into the playoffs uh, after missing it last year. So... Brian Boyle is going to need to step up big for this team. Um, he's missing a couple games, but he'll need to step in and stride in for the Florida Panthers. That's really all we got for news. There's not much news this week. Let's go right into our hard hat awards, boys. Beautiful. All right, Thomas, your pick is by far <laughs> the best of the week, so you start us off. Yeah, and he's also on my fantasy team, so I'm really happy about this one. Um, David mm-hmm. Pasternak. Amazing week for the Boston Bruins. He scored seven goals, two assists, nine points, two power play points, 11 shots on goal. He has seven goals and 11 shots on goal, so that percentage is looking amazing. Uh, and it's also included a four-goal game, uh, the NHL's third four-goal game. Uh, he scored this against the Anaheim Ducks on Thanksgiving Monday. Happy about that one. Um, his fantasy totals in our league, for that matter, would be 14.5, 10.4, and 5 for my team. So thank you, David Pasternak, for helping me get the W this week over a rival GM that I never beat. So thank you for David Pasternak for doing that, and he's been amazing for the Bruins this week. Yes, I'll go next. Um, my player's a little bit surprised. It came out of nowhere this past week. Carter Hutton, he's been unbelievable for the Sabres this season, not just in the past week. Uh, he played two games in the last seven days, and he won both those games with both being shutouts. And he got 72 saves between those two games. Uh, this season, he's undefeated. He's 5-0 and with only seven goals against, which is freaking crazy. I actually picked him up in my fantasy league last week, in our fantasy league last week, before he got those two shutouts. So yeah, kudos to me. Yeah, I saw me. that. Yep. That was, uh, helped me lose. I think I played – oh, no, I didn't play Joe, I don't think. I thought I played Joe. Anyways, um, yeah, so – he got two shutouts this past week, and now he's leading the, the league with two shutouts. Yep. So that was uh, – he played two shitty teams. I believe he played Dallas and the Kings. Uh, but in I think when they played the Kings, when Buffalo played the Kings, he got like 40 shots on or something, 45 yeah, shots. Yeah, 47 saves or something like that. Something like that, yeah. So he stopped all of them, so that was solid. And, and the Bruins are – I mean, not the Bruins. The Buffalo Sabres are actually looking – pretty freaking good this year they're kind of coming out of nowhere yeah carter Hunt right. actually set a record for the buffalo sabers yeah for most saves, saves so. actually right most saves in- yeah most saves in a game wow boy in carter. a game or in a shutout 
Oh, and a shutout. Sorry, and a shutout. And a shutout. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're leading the. Okay. Oh, by the way. All right, so my hard hat award winner goes to someone who destroyed me in fantasy <laughs> this week. He's off to a historic start for NHL defenseman. Is John Carlson of the Washington Capitals. So this week alone, he had two goals, seven assists in five games. But overall this season, he is third in league scoring with 18 points in the first 10 games. And this is a historic start because he only trails Bobby Orr, who had 18 points in the first 10 games with the Bruins in the 69-70 season and 73-74 season. And Paul Coffey, who had 20 points in the first 10 games with the Penguins in the 88-89 season. So John Carlson of the Capitals, the guy is a beast this year. Like, yeah. He looks like he's going to get 100 points, for God's sake. And he lit me up, and I literally lost by .9 this week. And I was just furious last night. And John Carlson had a lot to do with that, but he is my hard hat winner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was horrible, Joe. I mean, that, that, that game came down, came down to the wire, 0-0. And then Connor Hellebuck gets a shutout. Then my brother is up by four points. And then somehow he gets points taken away. And then he wins by one. I don't know. Yeah, like if he didn't get the shutout, which is what? Shutout's how many points? Four or three? Two, but then he also got the win, so six. Yeah, but if he didn't get the shutout, I would have won. Because he got two points and lost by point nine. Points got taken away and crap and like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. That was so stupid. That's wild. Anyways, fantasy hockey's big for us, so. Okay, so um, you just cut out there, Thomas. What, What happened? The crap players. Yeah, the crap players. The Golden Plunger Award. Uh, this award is given to the biggest under underperformer of the week. Uh, Thomas, why don't you start us off again? Yeah, I'm going to start off with Kevin Hayes of the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, big expectations for this guy, big centerman. You know, he signed a big contract with the Philadelphia Flyers, around 7 mil for a long-term period. And he has no points since October 9th. Great signing for the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, he's bumped off the first line with Claude Giroux and Jakob Voracek. And now he's bumped off the first power play unit. So that's not looking good for Kevin Hayes and the Philadelphia Flyers. Not to mention he is a centerman and he's 20, he has 29 faceoff wins and 43 faceoff losses. So not a good uh, percentage for Kevin Hayes in the faceoff dot. But not looking good for him and the Flyers as of right now. Um, I currently have dropped him in our fantasy pool, and which means the fantasy gods are going to come after me, and he's going to have a big night tonight and the big rest of the week. So uh, good to the fantasy gods. But right now, for the past week, he has won my Golden Plunger Award. Yeah, that contract is looking fantastic for Philly, man. Three years into a seven-year deal, and he already looks like total shite. That's what, that's right. what the Golden Plunger Award is for. <laughs> yep. Things could change. Like you said, he dropped him. Now he's probably going to go off for a couple of games. So. And then someone will 100%. pick him up and he'll be good for the rest 100%. of the season. So that'll oh, probably be what happens. Uh, my golden plunger is going to Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau. In the last week, he has played four games. But in his last five games, he only has one point, which was one assist against the Anaheim Ducks. And he only has 11 shots on goal. That's literally all the stats he has. One assist and 11 shots on goal. No other stats. No hits, no shots blocked, <laughs> nothing. Uh, and by the way, in the last seven games he's played, he only has two points. So he's in a little bit of a slump right now. 
it's not hurting the the Calgary Flames too much because they're four and three in that um in that same time frame, so it could be worse. Uh, they're not too far out of the top of the Pacific Division. They they have eleven points, and the Edmonton Oilers, who they're looking unreal this season. They have fifteen points. They're um leading the Pacific Division right now. So the Flames aren't suffering from Johnny Goudreau's slump too much, but it could be worse. So my Golden Plunger Award goes to Maple Leaf that said he was going to dominate the league this year, who looked good in the first five games of the year, but has been a ghost ever since, and it's William Nylander. (laughs) He has one point in the last five games, and it was one assist that came against a 7-3 loss to Tampa. He has eight shots on goal in those five games and is minus three in that span, which is Flager's favorite stat. So Nylander has been a little bit invisible the last couple of games. He started off hot with five points in five games, and he has cooled off since. It's not a big... I wouldn't be too concerned if I was a Leafs fan, but it is kind of concerning that he has like literally one point in five games, and he's playing with Austin Matthews for like four out of those five games. I think we should rename this award to Joe Bash's the Leafs Players Award because last two last week you did the defense of the Leafs yeah, and right, I agree yeah. with William Nylander. I, oh, I couldn't do it because just... He looked invisible against Boston, I'm sorry to say. No, you're not wrong. I mean, he's doing bad, but, I mean, Joe, man, you got to spread it league-wide, right? Okay, next week, I will just <laughs> go after a Habs player. <laughs> I'm joking. No, he's doing terrible, and he deserves all the bash needed. He needs. He deserves the Golden Plunger Award this year. But um, we were talking about Johnny Gaudreau. Obviously, Flager put him in as his Golden Plunger Award. I uh, just wanted to mention a few things that happened with the Flames over the past week. Uh, Elias Lindholm and Darren Hell got into a bit of a scrum off the faceoff dot at center ice. Uh, they met up in, I'm pretty sure, the Detroit zone or Calgary zone in the third period or second period of their game on Wednesday or whatever, when the game was. But they got into a slashing duo and a slashing um, feud. Frontman, I don't know, feud, sorry. And Darren Helm got kicked out of the game with a game misconduct and, a sl- and he got fined $5,000 for a slash on Elias Lindholm. Uh, Elias Lindholm also let in with his elbow before that in the previous play, uh, previous seconds of that play. I know Joe had a few things to say on this. I'm not going to put him on the spot right now, but I know right after, I think the day after, he wanted a suspension on Darren Helm, a one-game suspension. I just want to know if you think that should be... Uh... Lin- Sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but Lindholm didn't get fined or suspended or anything, right? Yeah, which was kind of weird. Yeah. But only sure, Darren take- Helm did. Take it away, because I know Joe's got a call. I just want to know his thoughts. Like, I just want to know if he still agrees with that. So when I first saw the play, Lindholm gets slew-footed in the at the at the draw by Helm. So as soon as the puck drops, he gets slew-footed, which is already stupid to begin with. So Lindholm's hot, and he's looking to hit Helm. So Helm was the inst- yes, Helm was the instigator the whole time. So then Lindholm flo- throws a flying elbow which doesn't make contact. Helm ducks it. So he turns around and then just slashes him in the back of the knee where there's no padding. Mm -hmm. Like a full two-hand slash. And he only got a 5K fine, which I found was stupid. It should have been maximum one game, but at least 10,000. Like 5K is like the least amount you can get fined, I think, under the CBA. So after days of kind of thinking about it, like I was more furious about it at the like the next day, but like yeah. after a few days, 
Like, he should have got 10k, and then one game at the max. But 5k, I think, is, like, it's not enough. Like, he started it by slew-footing him at the draw, and then he concluded it by two-handing him (laughs) in the back of the leg. Like, are you kidding? Like, he, he it's not like Lindholm, like, of course Lindholm sent that flying elbow, but he didn't make contact, so you can't use that as an argument. Yes. Well, go against you a little bit. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but I believe Darren Helm does dirty shit like that, as far as I know. Uh, so maybe that's why he only got fined 5k? I don't know. Could I be why. think, I, sure. I don't I know, don't th- but I, don't I think just he don't has- think... It- I just don't think it's enough for one game. I mean, if he went with the stick right, like a golf swing, right across his legs and Lindholm gets injured, he's definitely getting a game, maybe even more, because it's a dirty slash and slashing has been um, not a a huge fine and penalty and suspension in this league for a number of years. The last slashing penalty was two years ago to Matthew Perot, uh, Radko Gudis on Matthew Perot, where he went down on his head and got 10 games for that. So that was that was even more brutal. Like You can't even compare what just happened with Helm and Lindholm to what happened with Gudis and Perot. But no. again, I just don't feel like that's a suspension. I just feel like the league would baby like keep babying and keep getting softer and softer if they suspended Darren Helm with this one. But at the end of the day, it's horrible, and you don't want to see it. And if Lindholm gets injured, that's a huge injury for the Calgary Flames, and he Darren Helm would obviously get suspended for that. But again, I completely agree with uh, Darren Helm getting more find th- uh, find a few thousand more dollars more than he got because that's five thousand just doesn't cut it for that one. So since we're on the topic of dirty play and the Calgary Flames, uh, the Calgary Flames got in a line brawl with the LA Kings on I think it was on Friday night. Saturday night. Was it Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday yeah. night, the nineteenth. Um, anyway, so obviously there's beef between Drew Doughty and Matthew Kachuk there, but this is, this rivalry is just continuing and I love it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan of this one because I love it. Well, not obviously not the brawl, but I'm a fan of this rivalry. I think it's very good for the league. We don't have many of them in the league and it continuous is in through the NHL. We have them a lot with football, basketball. Uh, we have a lot of them, but this one is exciting because it brings the two teams together and they both play very good when they meet up. So the LA Kings kind of smoked the Flames on Saturday, four to one. Uh, back Which is embarrassing, dude. That yeah, is it's embarrassing again. Flames. So the Kings went again against the Flames this season. But did you guys see Mark Giordano with the Superman dive into Kyle Clifford's head? Yes. yes. That was. Yes. That was, that was what sparked it. That was what sparked the whole brawl. I think. Like, like man. obviously, I think it was Kachuk. Like, kind of got hit. Yeah, Doughty like, taken down. down. Yeah. He got hip checked, I think. And yeah, then, by Doughty. Um, Giordano just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Superman dives. He's that was what sparked it. it all. Like, no one would have gotten. Like, if it wasn't for that Superman dive. <laughs> yeah, that was epic. Yeah, well, I, I hope I, no one got injured, but if someone did, man, that, <laughs> that would have been bad. People I want to see part three. There yeah. will be. I think they play two more times. Yeah, yeah they I play. See part three. I think in December and then later on in the season. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good rivalry right now. Yeah. Speaking I of Kyle it. Clifford, have you guys seen the guy's hairline recently? Oh yeah, no, it's horrible. I actually haven't seen it. Okay, so he has a patch of hair. <laughs> From like the middle of his scalp to like near the back, and then it's just bald all around the rim of the skull, 
And then hair at the back and the sides. It looks horrid. He needs to go Messier very soon. Yeah, horribly. Just get that razor and start going Messier. That sounds brutal. Oh, I see a picture of it right now. (laughs) You look at it, right? (laughs) And it doesn't help when he doesn't have teeth in the front row of his jaw. He's missing like three teeth. He's missing both his front teeth and then I think one at the bottom maybe? Something like that. He looks like a freaking a monster. And this guy lives in LA, so when people see him, or they're, they're like, this guy can't play hockey. He must be on the streets for a living. Just ask yeah. for money. <laughs> Anyways, uh, stop trying to bash people right now. But um, That's all we've been doing. The Golden Plunger Award. Now the Golden just... Plunger, yes, it is for bashing players. But I, just, on Clifford. I don't want to bash players for their the way they look. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, some people have horde hairlines, and yeah, we just mentioned one. Let's move on. Go to What You Say. This is our new favorite segment on the show. Funniest quote of the week, either player, coach, or management. Um, I, I want to start us off because okay, Matthew Barzell had a hilarious a yeah, lip yeah. comment. Uh, just listen. Fans are just joining for this interview, and they're looking at your lip. They're wondering what's going on, but a couple sticks up high. How do you manage that as the season goes on and, and just continue going about your business? Yeah, uh, I feel like Kylie Jenner right now. <laughs> but I honestly found his comment funny, but I really think the interviewer's laugh made the whole thing I know. funnier. She w- she didn't like, expect it. That's why. I don't think so. Like, no, yeah. she. You could tell she was shocked, like. She actually got character out of a hockey player. Like, I know. And Matthew yeah, Barzell of all people. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of – it was pretty funny, though. That's my what you say quote of the week. Okay, and with my quote, it's kind of a continuous factor what Flager just said, storing some character in players. With the, the rapper, Chance the Rapper, I, I don't know how to say the name, and I don't want to butcher that name right now, but he's doing a segment with NHL players. I don't know what it's called, but he interviewed Austin Matthews this past week about – Sort of, sort of things about names in the NHL, how they're weird, and Austin Matthews' name is not spelt proper with an O. It's with an, it's with, it's not with an I. It's with an O. Um, he just keeps talking about players and stuff like that. So I find that this is a great segment for hockey and trying to introduce uh, new faces of the game, new singers and rappers to the game in the NHL. And I feel like this is getting the best out of players and their character to show them because the NHL is not known for character and. Basketball, football, again, are the sports that are mainly doing this. Uh, but here's um, Chance Rapper talking with Austin Matthews. Somebody in hockey with a normal name. I mean, it has an O in it. It's not really normal. Austin with an O? Yeah, Austin with an O. Is that a league requirement to have a, a not normal name? Yeah, actually, Commissioner Bettman requires you to have not a normal name. Also, uh, you grew up in Arizona. Yeah. Wow. How do you play hockey in Arizona? Yeah, they do, they do the hockey there. I'm sorry, my question was how. My question should have been why. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll move on to Joe's. Actually, Joe, just one thing before you kind of introduce your thing. I don't have the quote and I can't find it. I was trying to find it today. So if you could kind of explain what Bruce Boudreaux said in this quote, that'd be sure. nice. All right, so my quote is from Barbecue Brucey, coach of the Minnesota <laughs> Wild. And they are embarrassing this year, and I don't think Brucey cares anymore. He wants to get fired so bad there. So a question was asked of him. It's like Bruce, what do you guys? Th- what do you think of like the your team starting thirteen of the first eighteen games on the road? 
And Bruce, who is not the, I'm not, not the slimmest guy around, said, uh, meal money is good. So Brucey is happy that <laughs> the wild management is, is paying up for those nice out-of-town dinners. And he is just pumped for that because his team I is not very good. One. I actually did I, not hear that one. Yeah, it was, it was, it was an underrated they, one. Yeah, it was before they played the Leafs, I think. Yeah, it was. Last yeah. week. Yeah. I was trying so hard to look for it, and oh man, that would have been hilarious to play. But yeah, Bruce Boudreaux is excited to be fired by the Wild soon enough. But I don't think he will be because, like, who are they going to get? Yeah, like, I think they might ride it out with him this year and then just fire him at the end of the season so they can, like, Bill Guerin, the new GM there, he's a first time GM. So yeah. I think he kind of wants to learn the ropes and stuff of the organization and then make a decision. But Brujo looks like he's checked out. Like he knows his team is not good. Mm-hmm. He also made a comment saying, like, I think it was after the Leafs lost. So like the same day, mm-hmm. he's like, Yeah, well, I can't make my players faster because they're like half of them are like thirty five, and like yeah. you know, the rest are just not fast to begin with. And he yeah, also he that feud taking... with Jason Zucker. Yep. So that he was help. taking shots at his own team uh, after that game. Yeah, and then Zucker threw him under the bus after the Montreal 4-0 loss. And then Montreal proceeded to lose (laughs) 4-3. Yesterday. On yesterday. And I was pissed because that's how I lost my fantasy. (laughs) Keith Kincaid, baby. But he he made that big glove save. That was pretty nice. Not going to lie. but Yeah, Montreal terribly lost to the Minnesota Wild, who are also terrible. Uh, Montreal's not terrible. But Carey Price, if he's in that net, I think they win that game and stable hole that win. But... Yeah, Barbecue Bruce is at it again with the good quotes. He's not on 24-7 and swearing 24-7, but he, make, he's make, he's, he makes a lot of funny comments, and it kind of he does, catches man. the NHL eye, man. He's pretty funny. But yeah, that's our quotes of the week. Uh, what you say. Thanks, Jason Rula, for that segment. Uh, now we'll move on to the Battle of the Buds. This is where we pick teams to win games, and we are going to tally the totals up at the end of the year uh, with wins and losses. So I guess Flager will start us off. Well, we should review last week. Joe, okay, true, 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 coming true, true. out of nowhere oh, after a shitty rookie. debut, after a yeah. terrible debut, he goes 3-0 and and he sweeps the week. So yeah. now, I uh, I went, Thomas went 1-2, and two, uh, and Joe swept, won 3-0. So Joe and I are tied for first right now. We're both 4-2. and two. TV, you're only one win behind, 3-3, three and three, so. Yeah. Not bad, not bad at all. It's pretty close. Uh, I'll start us off, though. I'm, uh. Actually, Thomas, you start us off because you have a game tonight. Yes, I do. Okay, I'll start us off. Um, so I have the Ottawa Senators versus the Dallas Stars tonight. Uh, I'm pretty sure their start time is 8.30. So I'm taking the Dallas Stars in this one. Uh, they're both terrible right now, but I think the Dallas Stars were... Well, f- so I somehow figured this out, man. Like they, they just have a good enough team to do it. So hopefully they figure it out and hopefully beat the Ottawa Senators tonight. Uh, next game, I have the Wild at the Nashville Predators. Wilds aren't good. Uh, the Nashville Predators are... I'll take the Nashville Predators in this one on October 24th. And then on October 25th, the next day on the Friday, I am taking the Vancouver Canucks over the Washington Capitals in Vancouver because Washington is on a back-to-back. I don't know who will start uh, that game, either Ilya Samsonov or Brayden Holpe. Seems to me like Ilya Samsonov has kind of risen to the occasion, has been very good this season, but um, they're on a back-to-back, so I think the Washington Capitals will be tired for this one. So I'm taking the Canucks in that one. I'll go next. Uh, I'm taking a game tomorrow, October 22nd. I'm taking the Winnipeg Jets to beat the LA Kings. The LA Kings are uh, on the road again. They're going heading to Winnipeg. 
I, I just think the Jets are a better team there. I think they're going to take that one. Uh, then on the same night, I'm going to be taking the Edmonton Oilers to beat the Minnesota Wild. We were kind of ripping on the Wild a little bit before, earlier on in the episode. Uh, and the Oilers have been looking hot this season, so that's why I'm going with the Oilers in that one. And then heading on to Friday, October 25th, the San Jose Sharks are playing on a back-to-back road trip. Um, and they're heading, they're out east on their east coast uh, road trip. They're going to Toronto on Friday night on a back-to-back roadie. And I think the Leafs are going to steal that one with a victory. So I got the Jets versus Kings tomorrow. Wild or Oilers against the Wild tomorrow. And then the Leafs versus the Sharks on Friday. So I got Toronto at Boston tomorrow. I'm going to pick the Bruins in this one. I think Boston's going to get revenge for that OT loss on Saturday. And uh, Michael Hutchinson is going to be starting confirmed tomorrow night. So he's already a downgraded net. So I assume Tuka <laughs> Rask would be starting for Boston. So I'm just going to take Boston, but I won't be surprised if Toronto wins tomorrow. No, I think Boston's going to steal that one too because it's so hard to win against the same team twice within a yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Because so. then they, they kind of see like how you played the first game. And it's like if you play a few days later, then they kind of know how you're going to attack. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so Shit. I got Boston there. And then on Thursday, I got Hurricanes at Columbus. I'm picking the Hurricanes in this one just because Columbus is not uberly talented and they don't have a solidified goalie. So I'm going to pick the Hurricanes who have started hot this year. And then on Friday, October 25th, I'm picking the Sabres who are almost first in the NHL over the Red Wings in Detroit. Like I said, the Sabres are, I think, 6-1-1 one, one this year. I could be wrong, but they're around there. They're up there. So I think they're going to beat the Red Wings in Detroit on Friday. Um, as we're speaking, yeah, the Leafs are losing 2-0. Yeah. And Matthews to the just Columbus Blue Jackets. let Nick Foligno drive right to the net and squeak did, one did, past okay. Can someone tell me, did Dubois or Atkinson get a point? Dubois got the goal and Atkinson oh, got it was the Dubois. assist. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah, so as you just mentioned, as you just bashed the Columbus Blue Jackets, Joe, they are up to nothing on the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are horrible in their defense. Only six zone. minutes into the game, too. Yeah. Okay, wait. Speaking of Columbus, did you guys see that goal that Sonny Milano scored versus yes. Dallas the other night? Yes. Unreal. Oh, my God. He, How do like, we not talk about this yet? Because I segmented it, man. See how yeah, perfect. Joe, the rookie, Joe. That's yeah, cool. man, I segmented. So I knew what he was doing there. He deked, I think it was John Klinberg. Yeah, I think it was. At the blue line, and he was busting in. He was going to his backhand, but then he just throws it through his legs and goes top shelf on Ben Bishop. Bishop didn't know what the hell was going on. I think it made it 3-1 Columbus at that point. They won that game against Dallas. So that was like already one of the goals of the season from Sonny Milano. Yeah. That's two weeks. We're two weeks into the season. We have like three, two or three goal of the year candidates already. So that's yeah, pretty Yeah, the Blake Coleman one and... But we're actually seeing a lot of like players trying that move, at, whether it's at the side of them or a breakaway. And the one Ben Bishop seems, yeah, or no, yeah. the through the legs. The legs oh, through yeah. the legs, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Ben Bishop seems to be a, a target from the Columbus Blue Jackets because I think two years ago or last year, Nick Foligno did the exact same thing, exact same kind of play to Ben Bishop. So I don't know. Something and also make David scored a between the legs goal against Hudobin last year. Yeah, so Dallas, Dallas is a Dallas, victim man. right now. Yeah, they just keep getting destroyed there. All right, I'll just um, run through my picks again. So I have Ottawa in Dallas, but I'm going to take Dallas in this one. It's today. 
Uh, Minnesota and Nashville, I'm taking Nashville on October 24th. And Washington and Vancouver, I'm taking Vancouver on October 25th. Okay, so my picks, uh, Toronto at Boston, I'm picking Boston on October 22nd, which is tomorrow. Hurricanes at Columbus, I'm picking the Hurricanes on Thursday. And then Sabres at Red Wings, I'm picking the Sabres on October 25th. I got Kings at Winnipeg, uh, Winnipeg Jets, I'm taking the Jets on October 22nd. Same night on October 22nd, I'm taking the Oilers, who are going to uh, Minnesota to play the Minnesota Wild. And then on Friday night, the San Jose Sharks are heading to Toronto to play the Leafs, and I'm taking the Leafs there on October 25th. That's all she wrote. Since we're on the, since we're on the topic of making picks and, and gambling a little bit, I want to brag oh. a little bit for the 82-game challenge because I am leading the breakdown right now. Are you? I'm six. Yeah, I'm six and two in the 82 game challenge. Uh, I have a 75% win percentage, and my return on interest. Guess what it is, boys? I I, I couldn't Five tell million. you. It. 71 <laughs> over 71%. Jeez. So that's so pretty Flager, solid. I think we should have a segment on the podcast. Flager's best bets. Do you do you know why? I have been winning recently. No. So I started the season. I went uh, like my first bets when the Bruins played. Uh, I was uh, one and two. Since then, I am on a five-game winning streak. You know why I'm on this five-game? I have a Wide little secret here. What's your secret? Because the Boston Bruins, for some reason, every single game that they play, the first period is always the highest-scoring period for some reason, and I have been betting making first period bets um like i've been picking both teams to score in the first period of bruins games mm-hmm. for the last like i think i picked them four times or something like that out of those five victories that i had so those are always playing paying plus money uh, i seriously would consider that trend betting that trend if you're into gambling because it cashes over 50 percent of the percent of the time and it pays plus money so it's worth a look all right, that was Flager's Best Bets, brought to you by ProLine. It's a sports betting game with two small wages <laughs> yeah. for big excitement. ProLine, get way into the game. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's uh, that's <laughs> that wraps up um, What You Say, Golden Plunger, Hard Hat Award, and Battle of the Buds. So we will conclude our episode, episode three of N10 today, with last words from Joe and Flager, whichever one of you want to go first. Joe, uh, take it away. Okay, uh, I have an article coming out highlighting the best Canadian MLB players of all time, and it might include people who were not born in Canada. So Vladdy stay Guerrero. tuned for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Freddie Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, keep shady. a lookout for that. That, one, that one's a decent little article. And then the baseball team is putting together a series preview, I believe, for the World Series, which should be out tonight or tomorrow sometime, yep. I think. And then I'm also going to be working on uh, what every MLB team needs to do this offseason, but I'm gonna, that's going to be out after the World Series. Mm-hmm. So if you like my articles, which not many people do, <laughs> please click and help me out. <laughs> this, is, this is for clout. I want to be good at this stuff, so please help me out. This is for clout, he says. <laughs> uh, okay, my last words. A little bit more serious. Uh, I want to wish a happy birthday to El Jefe. 
Yes, oh, happy yes. birthday, El Jefe. Yes, yes. yes. the backbone. The founder of the happy breakdown. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, happy birthday, Jordan. Uh, you've been doing a lot for the breakdown. Uh, we all appreciate you. Yes. And I also bets that you've been giving out because you have been crushing it, especially in NFL. Uh, I, I don't remember what day. Jordan and I think it's Andrew Noons come out with their underdog value picks. I think it. I think they release it on on Fridays or Saturdays. Anyways, I would start tailing those if I were you listening to this podcast because they have been crushing it. Yeah, I think Jordan said like he's gained like a ton of new followers on Twitter and even like mm-hmm. the breakdown Twitter got like ten new followers from yeah, like, today last night or something. Yeah crazy it's because we only release winners at the breakdown (laughs) yeah well it's nice to mention the losers but after you beat them so yeah uh yeah special happy birthday to the backbone of the breakdown as i said in our message in slack uh jordan l jefe so thank you very much to him thank you for the opportunity brings us to the breakdown sports um my last words are you done flager i'm done that's it all right my last words are being continuous for the whole season i'm just going to name off the point leaders in the league and the goal-scoring leaders in the league as of right now. So John Carlson leads the NHL with 18 points. Phenomenal. And the goal scores, there's a tie for first. It's James Neal and David Pasternak. My boy, David Pasternak. I don't like him versus the Leafs, but I'll take a goal or two in fantasy to uh, kind of help me in the fantasy standing. So thank you, for David Pasternak. Uh, so that's been episode three of N10. Uh, I'm pretty sure we will release the episode next week on a Saturday if anyone's busy. Maybe, maybe Flager or Joe's busy, but I'm good to go on Saturday, so we will release that on Saturday, hopefully. Uh, it's been episode three of season two, end to end. TV, Joe and Flags, we will chat with you guys next week.